you guys. What a week. <laughs> um, before we get dive on into this week's extravaganzas, because there have been some, we have to have a funeral. Today, we are gathered here to mourn the loss of our trusty intro. She lasted us 10 weeks. She got us through Shangela in Mexico. She got us through Tamisha Iman being sent home. And she got us through all of Tina Burner's outfits and that horrible wig. But it is time that we elevate and graduate. So please prepare yourselves for the new intro. Miss Honey. Okay. I'm gonna post, I'm gonna post my new set. It's called Trash. <laughs> that do math at circuit parties in the middle of the pandemic are trash. 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 Who listened to it? The teddy bear? Trash. Trash. <laughs> yes, girl. Now, Miss Honey, we are official, bitch. We got ourselves a fucking pop girl there's so much noise a boppin poppin intro song i would like to thank the um the house of medusa which consists of beat witch beat witch i guess i'm so sorry i'm so bad with names please email me and correct me so i can get this right and dj Silla bk that's the house of mad usa so i'm gonna assume that's medusa and it was specifically beat witch and dj c-i-l-l-a-b-k and i want you girls guys or them or however you identify to please email me so i can get the pronunciation right because this is a fucking bop i would like you know what let's listen to it again miss honey Okay, I'm gonna post, I'm gonna post my new set, it's called Trash. <laughs> Trash. 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 Miss Honey, Miss Honey. I still think the people that do meth at circuit parties in the middle of the pandemic are Trash. 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 Girl, if you do not know what all of that is in reference to, you missed out on my Instagram live conversation this week with DJ Eugene something or another. And that's not Shade. I truly don't know his name. Um, You know, I saw that he had commented on a clip from an earlier podcast where I said that people who do method circuit parties are trash. And he wasn't happy. And, you know, hold on. Spoiler alert, I stand by it. Um, they are trash. <laughs> I said what I said. I said what I said. I said what How I dare said. you? Talk 
Shut your fucking mouth. I've had enough of you, you beast. Literally. So we did a 45-minute Instagram Live where basically he continued to double down on uh, so many things that, um, you know, I can't even get back into. It is on my main, it's on my grid for my Instagram. Not in the stories, it's on the actual post. Um, get into that. Um, I'm dropping this on Friday instead of our regularly scheduled Monday because this is going to be a really big three weeks for this podcast following today. Um, I'm doing a three-part series with Sherry Pye and two of her victims who, you know, were victims of her sexual assault. So that is coming, the first part is coming out on Monday. Um, and we will talk about that Monday, but today is about the legend, the Miss Thing. She is my queen of New Jersey. We have Margaret Josephs on today, and, uh, excuse me, <laughs> you know, if you know how this works, I do my interviews, and then I just edit them in right after this opening monologue, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the episode. The episode kind of followed the girls going on their trip to Lake George. And Jackie did not attend because of what went on with her and Teresa. And I have a lot of opinions about this because I don't think that Jackie should have been the one not to go. I think it should have been Teresa. Um, I think all of the women felt the same. Maybe not Dolores, but, you know... They go, and Teresa's just continuously bringing up Jackie on the trip. Um, and it's just, she's not getting a good light. It's it's getting dark for me, and I don't enjoy it. Me and Margaret talk a little bit about Teresa specifically, and we talk about Danielle and how dark she was. We talk about a lot of things, including being a sober housewife, because that's fucking fascinating to me. Um, and just lots of really cool shit so with that being said, you guys, I want you to enjoy this podcast interview for the Hardcore Honest Tea podcast. I don't even think I said welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome to the Hardcore Honest Tea podcast. I'm Logan Slaughter, also known as Logan Hardcore when I'm up in drags. And right now, get your hands, your paws, your feet, and your Titties ready because our new tit queen, our new titty queen, honey, she got them lifted. We have the incredible, the powerhouse in pigtails, a woman um, who I fell in love with on TV, and I have to say I am so happy that she is everything I expected and more to speak with. It was such a genuine conversation and authentic and easy, and quite honestly, I do hope that we hold up going to dinner and speaking and, like, getting a real-life conversation going, because I am so... It was just so good. It was like a good girlfriend, someone I've known forever that I just picked up with. So with that being said, let's get to it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hardcore Honest Tea Podcast. Today, we are joined by easily my favorite housewife. And if you know me, I am a housewives connoisseur. I don't think there's an episode of any franchise I have not seen. We have the incredible, all the way from across the bridge to New Jersey, Miss Margaret Josephs. Hi, Margaret. Hi, Logan. Thank you so much for having me. And then of, I'm your favorite housewife. I mean, it's you're, It's kind of hard. You're, you really speak my my exact tone. You are honest. 
You are authentically yourself and you can feel that through the television, which is really just powerful in a way. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I always say you could smell authenticity. We have like smell-o-vision on Housewives. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, you know, there are some girls that come on and you're just like, this is, you're putting all of this on. Um, and there are people who even on their freshman season are just authentically them. And I think that's what makes people fall in love with you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just feel like maybe because I got on, I was a little older. I had nothing to prove. I've been through so much. So I just, you know, why go on TV and not be yourself? We're on a reality show, right? Yeah, I mean, if you're on a reality show and you're going on with some skeletons in your closet, I would prepare for the skeletons to come out. Exactly. Just let your skeleton show. You know, skeletons need love too. <laughs> Especially now. Now you have all these people who are like diehard fans that do the like 24 years ago investigating. And it is just, it's a different world now. It and is. You- Jesus. Thank God. You know, when I was younger, there was no Twitter, Facebook <laughs> craziness. I mean, I didn't do that. I was, I was a lazy, you know, lazy bitch. So. Yeah. It's like, um, even from when you started, all of these fan accounts have now really started and taken off. I really noticed it this past year was the Bravo fan accounts that just... Have taken off like a house on fire. And are they, like, what is your thoughts on this? Are they, do you interact with them? Are I only follow a few because if I go down that hole, we are in too much trouble. Are they vile? Are they funny? Like, what are the... I think they're funny. I think they bring um, a lot of... Uh excitement and light to the shows listen some hate some housewives but i think it keeps it going i think it keeps the it perpetuates the shows and i think they're fans and it gets the fans excited and i mean listen sometimes there's propaganda but i i think it's great it just shows how popular the shows really are and how much people really love the housewives and all bravo celebrities and bravo shows i mean bravo has really taken off it's you know, I think Housewives just shot it to the next dimension. I remember being very young and seeing like a dating show on Bravo and being like, what is going on? And then the Housewives started and it just completely flipped the network. I know. It's so funny. I was still married to my ex-husband when Jersey came out. I watched season one and two. Then I would dip in and out. And then when I was with Joe, he was a very big New York fan. So we would watch New York Housewives and not really Jersey. I did watch a little bit of the season prior to me being on season seven with Siggy. Um, yes. Cause I knew her from the neighborhood. She actually lived around the corner from me prior to me moving to this house. Oh yeah. I only moved into this house a few weeks before I got on the show. People don't realize that people like she lived in that house. She, she lived in that house forever and it was just undone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, that wasn't the case at all. Like, it, it's funny. Like when they show in the first episode, Joe saying we're two months out, it's 2017, 2018, right? Yeah. We had just literally moved into that house, the beginning of 2017. And that's when we started filming. Wow. That's a lot to take on all at once. And I yes. have to say, Siggy is a lot to take on all at once as well. <laughs> I mean, she went by the wayside. Like I said the other day on Watch What Happens Live, she's a stain on New Jersey. I, she was one of the people, she interacted a lot with me on Twitter. I've never been really big on Twitter until I realized that was a really good way to interact with the housewives while you're watching. Because I love that you guys live tweet. And like, she followed me and we were talking and then it was all of the Siggy started to come out. And I was yeah. like, oh no. Not my gay ass. Not- no, 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 no. And don't say you're, you know, you are all about LGBTQ and then, you know, come out like a QAnon. I no, mean, you can't. It, you it's can't. 
that it just doesn't go it's not authentic and it's not true no and it's this last year was really defining for a lot of the housewives there were you saw housewives on many levels that spoke about what they did speak about what they didn't speak about and it was very telling of a lot of characters because there's a lot of this pro-LGBT, and I mean, that's a major um, demographic, I would assume, for you guys. And then you have these girls like Siggy Flicker who are just, I mean. Well, that's why she's, you know, she's off the show. If, in reality, TV is not for everybody, but I don't know if she tried to stay relevant, but her belief system is nothing I could, you know, listen, people could, I don't look at Donald Trump as being a Republican. I, vo- I voted uh, year, you know, years ago. I, I have voted a Republican. I admit that years ago. Um, I vote whoever I think the best candidate. Yeah, right. I think, and especially that's kind of the way it is. And yeah, and you have to do what's important. I'm socially extremely liberal. Obviously, I voted for Biden and Kamala. Um, absolutely, I posted about it. So many housewives didn't post about it, which uh-huh. I found interesting because we're at such a crucial point in our history yeah historical time so that was disappointing yeah i think it was a lot a lot of attention got focused on the new york girls and the oc ladies during um the election cycle like a lot of it was like well we all know that new york's voting for trump and i was like oh this is just awkward yeah and i don't think everybody on new york obviously voted for trump i don't i don't believe that i think you know it's funny i think now people are so vocal about who they vote for you know, growing up, people weren't like that. You never spoke about you it. You never spoke about it. You don't speak about it. But I think now, just everything that's going on in the country, you, you have to speak up. And, I, and I'm not about hating anybody. I like to speak to everybody with respect. I like to find out what the other side is thinking. I mean, I had fans upset with me because, who was who did I follow? What's her name? Oh, that Candace Owens. For I wanted to see what she had to say. I don't yeah. agree with what she has to say. But we're not going to take away from her that she's not a well-educated woman. No. She's, so I was so intrigued that such a well-educated woman um, had such a difference of opinion and so far to the right. I was interested. I wanted to see where she was coming from because I couldn't fathom it. No. And people were offended. Why would you follow her? Well, you know what? I'm interested. I'm interested like why it was such a difference of opinion and she's smart and what would make her think these things. And, and that's why it was informational and everybody gets so fucking offended. I was like, relax, people. That doesn't mean I agree with her. It doesn't mean that I'm inviting her over for dinner and we're going to share our beliefs. And, you exactly. know, I'm very much like that. I like to know what people are into, what people, and especially if it's something- and What drives them, right, Logan? If something's that far crazy to me that someone who is so educated believes such- nonsense i want to know what the tick is because exactly i'm like you that's exactly what it is what's the tick because there's something it's and for me it's i do a lot of i think a lot of people have a lot of self-hatred at d at heart um or grew up in such low self-esteem that they have a very hard time accepting who they are and all of that with her it is i don't know (laughs) I don't know. It's very, it's very, so everybody's like, why do you do this? I was like, wow, people even pay attention to who I follow, which I thought was very I mean, you can't do anything anymore. No one, no one that has any sort of a platform can do anything because someone's going to catch it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And you know, everyone loves to hate everything anymore. So it's just. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone crazy. So I know that you're one of the housewives that vocally is sober. Are you completely sober from drinking or do you have a cocktail? You know, you know what it is? Um, 
sober always a conscious said I, I had a drink, I, you know, I used to drink. I had an issue with drinking. I never really drank ever growing up a Marge senior, which people read in my book, Marge senior was a very big drinker. Um, probably had, you know, I could easily say an unhealthy relationship with alcohol and it really turned me off and I never drank. I chose not to drink. Um, the few times I've tried to drink a lovely Aperol spritz or something, I wake up with the worst headache. I, and then I realize I can't drink. So there's no point in me drinking. And I realized I could still be the life of the party and, and not drink. Uh, and that's really why I choose not to drink. I like to be lucid. Maybe I'm a control freak. But I realized my mother probably drank to cover up some pain and, and some things that happened in her life. And, and that wasn't just me. And listen, a lot of shitty things happened to me. People will read about crazy stuff, but I never used a substance to cover it up. And also I've had years of therapy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did. I used a lot of substances to cover up a lot of pain for many years. And just recently, I mean, it was October 12th. I was like, this ends here because congratulations good for you realizing now how much of it was covering and hiding and not wanting to feel things was really I look back because I consider myself a smart person I go why what were you doing and like when you're out of it and you think about the time you spend hungover and regretting decisions you made and feeling like shit and just the day after drinking regrets it's it's not worth it for me. Yeah, I under, and I understand that. And I think I saw my mother do the same thing and it frightened me. And I was like, I never want to feel like that. And, you know, it turned me away from drinking. So of course, being on a show where everybody drinks, it's, it's actually sometimes, listen, most of my castmates are fun drunks. And, you know, you could see like from the previews, it says like Jennifer is like, you know, drinking. I don't think she has a problem. I'm not going to say that. I don't think she's a problem with drinking. I think sometimes it turns a corner. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing with a lot of people. I was one of those people that I would drink for long periods of time out on Fire Island and I was balancing it out with other substances. And, you know, once at a certain point, all of that in your system flips you to crazy town. And exactly. I didn't like the day after having to do apology tours for people. And (laughs) like, that's what it was called on I hate to even laugh, it is. It's like an apology tour. They literally, I would wake up and ask my friends or my husband now, I'd be like, what? Like, who do I have to apologize to? And then I would walk around the community of Cherry Grove and be like, I'm sorry that I did this. Sorry I said that. I'm sorry I threw a drink. Like, I mean, in my mind, I was living on a reality show. And at the end of the day, it was a nightmare. But being sober as a housewife, I was going to ask you this. I have a few things written down because I felt like our conversation would be organic. But um, how is it in those situations? Because the housewives are, you know, a lot of it is parties and vacations and drinking. How is that for you as someone who's sober? And was it, has it gotten easier? Was it always? I, you know, I, it's fine for me because my whole life has been like this. Everybody around me drinks. Everybody, all my girlfriends are fun, you know, partiers. So I've always been around alcohol. So it's no different than my regular life. So I was just used to it. I'm always used to being, the. but I, people say I'm drunk on life. So I'm a natural party girl. Melissa always says to me, it's very funny. She's like, you're my friend. 
that'll stay out all night with me and never get tired and doesn't want to go home, which is true. I could dance all night. I could stay out, you know, yeah. so it doesn't really phase me that much. The good thing is I can remember what everyone says. And you um, remember everything. That's- I remember everything. I'm very lucid. And that's the good thing. Well, and that's going to kind of bring me into this new season because (laughs) that opening episode was Emmy Award worthy. I mean, Uh, it was great, right? I mean, people that had got screeners or I don't know how they saw it were like, you're going to die. And I'm telling you, I was getting ready to go into an AA meeting on Zoom and I was watching it and my jaw was on the floor. I was like, what is happening? It was so, you know what it was? It was so funny. That night that we had all gone out, I was like, there is no way from this pandemic, we're all going to get back together. We all love each other. You know, the truth is we all have authentic relationships. We see each other all year round, filming or not filming. I think that's what makes Jersey different. I really do believe that. Like we really do all care about each other. I, you know, I see the girls all the time. Joe always sees the guys. We make plans. We're always in touch. And I said, there's no possible way we're coming out of a pandemic and having any controversy. I go, it's going to be a love fest. The first night we are all back together. Uh, I, you saw my face. I was dead serious. I looked at Teresa like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what, where is this coming from? How is this possible after we've been locked in a house for six months? But I think in her head, and I truly believe this, and people are like, production told her to do it. She's, that is all bullshit. I know the way Bella, uh, she's, I'm so sorry, Logan. She's okay. Joe's coming home. He was dropping off Lexi down the street and my, or my housekeeper's leaving. Um, I truly believe she, she sees something in her brain. She sees Evan across the room. She thinks she heard something. She doesn't know if she ever heard something. She claims someone to, and her mind works in mysterious ways. And it's, and, and it just in the head from some back part of her brain. And it came out of her mouth. And, and I was I, like, why now? And the fact that she was drinking, you know, uh-huh. it was it was one Hold of on, the first... Let me grab the dog. I am so okay. fucking sorry. No, don't worry about it. Bella, come here. Come here. Come on. Sit up. Come on. Come over here. Hold on. <laughs> Isn't she cute? Yes. <laughs> she can bark her. all she wants. No, she's a little demon. Okay. Yeah. And I think it was just, it was crazy. It really was crazy. I think I could not believe it. Like I came and my husband was drunk. Like we left there. He, he couldn't even function. He didn't even, he couldn't even make it up the stairs that night. I had no one to discuss it with. I was so freaked out. I mean, I just, I, cause you know, we see what they want us to see. But as someone, I've had friends that have been on reality shows and like, when you know there's like a little bit in my mind, I initially went, Teresa's drunk. Teresa's either making this up a hundred percent or she's doing that thing because I feel like it's been a common thread for her where I heard someone over say this at someone's house and it might've been the name Evan. So I'm just going to say it. And I feel like that could be it. She can't remember where she heard it. She can't recall where she heard it. She was tipsy and she sees him across the room and she's like, did I hear something once? And I feel like that's what happened. It was just watching every, watching your face as she went around that party and was just saying it to everyone because 
we've all been in a situation where someone's doing some shit like that and you're just like, what am I watching? And, yes. you know, being sober now, I think to myself, if I saw this shit happening, because before when I was drunk and using, I would have been like, all right, let me get in on that. I'd be running around telling everyone. Yeah. But now when you stand back, I'm like, what on God's earth? And I know we're making a reality show, but like that is damaging. <laughs> No, it was damaging. And you know what I felt a bit? Jackie was having the time of her life. It, she really was. Authentically looked was like so she was having the best time. having the best time of her life. And I was just like, oh, good God. That's all I was thinking. And she's having the best time of her life. Meanwhile, this is going on. And she, I mean, which, and then in the show, it comes to your house. And like these house meetings always make me nervous because the first thing in my mind is, what if this goes left and someone starts throwing my nice things around? Yes. Thank God we were in the middle of a construction and I reupholstered that sofa though. Andy Cohen loved that sofa. That's his favorite uh, Missoni sofa. I, I've actually kept the fabric. I'm going to reuse it. But he was like, I was nervous, but I was like, I don't really have anything new, only the wallpaper. So as long as they don't throw anything at my wallpaper, I was okay. And now, now if they came here and did it, I'd go fucking crazy because I have everything new in that room. <laughs> What did Teresa go? It looked like she went to grab something to throw. Yeah, was she, it the iced coffee that you brought? No, her? she told me she was going to throw just like a pillow at her head. Well, we, what we know from seasons past is Teresa doesn't throw soft things. But she goes, I like, you know, she goes, I, you know, your furniture looks good, so I didn't want to do it. I really thought when she came in that day, she was going to make up with her. I really had high hopes. Uh, you would just, I find, and this is going to sound horrendous, and I have to word this properly. I find Teresa to be very simple and very stubborn. Yes. And I think Teresa is much like a four-year-old in the sense that you get caught doing something wrong, but you dig your feet in even harder and you're just- yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And she doesn't like to apologize. She's not the apologizer. Or to say she's wrong. I mean, we saw it at the end of last season when she gets caught, all hell breaks loose. It's true. And I don't know. I'm so excited for this season. <laughs> it's so, listen, I think it's going to be absolutely great. There's like so many, you know, stage 10 meltdowns from endless people, including myself. And it is, it's, it's a great season. I just, even when I was living, I was like, how is this possible? You know, I was thinking myself, I was like, I can't believe this is going on. And it's, it's good. It's a good season. I just think it's, you know, I think when you have real life relationships, I think that's what makes a good show. Because with the, it is obvious in other casts that they're not hanging out off shooting season. They might shoot a text here or there. But like when you can see that like off season, you're going to dinner with the girls and it's on Instagram and like it feels authentic. Like nothing felt authentic about Tinsley Mortimer on New York because I didn't feel like she had a relationship with anyone until no, the camera I, went I, on and then it was a forced thing, which to me takes the whole reality out of it. Yeah, I do. It's I, I exactly agree. And I happen to love Tinsley. She's adorable. I loved her style, everything else. But it's true. It's like Dorinda, Ramona, Sonia, they all really are friends. Yeah. Dorinda is, I met Dorinda at the, when Heather McDonald used to do her Juicy Scoop live, she like, she did backstage things and I was there and me and Dorinda just sat on a couch talking the whole time and while everyone was over with Heather and we were like. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, and I feel like those women are all friends. I think Leah now is like, 
you know, friend, friends with them. And yeah. It it's, there's just, it's an authenticity that you can feel, which I think is very important if you're going to do a reality show. Yes. And if it's not, then make a cast that is actively friends off season. Or just, yeah. And just that people could really bond. Even if someone new comes in, if they could really bond with someone. Yeah. I think that your cast is the strongest. Um, there's been no shakeups no. in a very long time. And I think the formula is just perfect. And I think thank you. they're I very think. smart for leaving it alone. Yeah, I think they see that it, you know, it is. And and we don't miss, the, you know, we don't need the drama of a Danielle that was too dark and we don't need it. The, the darkness of that situation, I just did another podcast um, and we actually on accident somehow talked about how dark and ugly it felt for probably 45 minutes because... It was like watching something that it was literally like watching a car crash. And you don't know if you could turn away from it, but you know you shouldn't be watching yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. It yes, just yes. felt dirty. And I'm just Me too. I'm very I glad that that situation is over. And I think for everyone, including Teresa, it wasn't great. No, it wasn't. And the truth is, is just like there's just certain people. And I feel, I actually kind of feel sorry for her. She's just like damaged goods. She's damaged goods. And, you know, she believes her own lies and craziness and well she came out to fire island at the height of her like first time around on the show um the place i worked booked her for like a night and it was gonna be like danielle's hosting the party so me and my friend who was on rupaul's drag race bianca del rio we went down oh to i Bob. love bianca del rio yes that was my old roommate the best man at my wedding a whole oh so great so we went down to the boat and flipped a table when she got off. And from that, I mean, we were drunk and high out of our minds. Yes, and that, I, don't, I think that's funny. Well, was she she, she didn't. <laughs> and she didn't think that was funny? She walked around that whole night like she was literally Jennifer Lopez. You're in a dilapidated club. And, <laughs> and like, there's five people here and you're walking around like who you are. She, the whole thing, she's just... Too much. It's like a little delusional. Going live during the season premiere and watching was just too much for me. I was like, I have to. Oh, I mean, people send me some screenshots. She's just, you know, and then she like makes up stories and says crazy things. I was like, Jesus Christ. Well, for everyone's sanity, it's a good thing she's gone. Um, yes, yes. I yes. do want to talk about your book because I am the biggest housewives book. Yes, you've got, we have to get it there. I would, out April 13th. Yes, I'm. When you said you were having a book and I saw it on your Instagram, I screamed because oh, I'm so happy. That's Thank so you. exciting. So you want to tell us a little bit about what we can expect yes. Wait, from it? First, I want to ask you, who's your favorite housewife book up until this point? Because <laughs> I'm going to make you love mine. Oh my God. Um, I mean. Who went deep? Who went deep? Uh, I have to tell you the one that I can think of that I haven't even read past the first page because I couldn't handle it was this. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. I'm not even gonna comment. I mean I, people can't see it. I couldn't do it. Um I've really loved Nini's book. I believe her book was probably great. I didn't read it. It was from it was just like from like original Nini when she was you know, season two, fun, yes, like formal hair, Nene. Like she wasn't believing at all. Like that's what you like in this. You want to find- read Erica Jane's book? I um, started to, and then I tried to listen to it. And I, if I don't find out something I don't already know- I'm Yeah, by the way, like, everybody's going to find out a lot of stuff about me they don't know. Yeah, because you know what I mean? Like we watch you on a show and 
we you tell us these things and then you're telling it to us in a book it's i don't need to hear the same story yeah, who gives a shit I wanted Erica to be like, I'm a fucking whore who was a prostitute. I married this man for money and I'm embezzling money. Like, that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, no, I think people are going to hear things that they don't, that they don't know. Um, Growing up with Marge Sr., what my childhood was like. And um, I think it's interesting. And being the daughter of, you know, a single woman in the 70s, which was not common, who was only 20 years older than me. And, um... I think it's interesting the the way I grew up. I mean, I would say it's amazing. I'm not a drug addict or a stripper for sure. And, and no insult to strippers whatsoever, only because I'd love for someone if I always say this, pay me or take my clothes off at this point. Um, with that well, being I will. Said, I'll absolutely thank do it. Thank you. Thank you. Now that I got the new uh, <laughs> heightened natural boobs. But I think you're going to hear so much about business and, you know, the men I had, you know, a little, there's a lot of sexual harassment, a lot of things that are ugly that happened to me, um, how I built up my business, what happened about a lot about my first marriage, about my kids, about my son. A lot of people, it says right on the cover, people don't know I have a biological son. People, so many people who aren't on social don't realize I birthed a child. I'm very, very close with him. I don't use real names about my kids because I don't want people harassing them. They choose not to be public. But just the intimate details of that and of my life and things that have happened. You know, only two chapters are about housewives. Everybody knows my housewife story, yeah. right? I talk about it, what it was like being a first season housewife, what it was like the first time for me, the emotions I felt. But everything else, 18 chapters of shit you don't know. Per. You know, listen, people know about my lawsuits, but they don't know how it came about. Yeah. What happened. No, I was um, going to ask you, is the lawsuits going to be in it? Because Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. Because, and like, that's what I, that just made me even more excited than I already was. Because to hear that there are all these new things, like, I feel like that's necessary because this is another step for you in, it was probably one therapeutic for you to do. Oh my um, God. I cried, Logan. I was crying. It was therapeutic. I did work. I, um, I collaborated with a ghostwriter. I always feel like she transcribed, I told her, but I redid it in my voice. Yeah. I mean, and this I was is, up all night. This is like probably, I mean, not probably, it's in nowhere the same realm, but like for AA, you have to write your autobiography, which, you know, for me was 14, 15 pages. But like, I sent it to a friend of mine who's a published author and she was like, this needs to be a story that's told. That's so great. like, we've slowly begun working on a, like a book and just doing easy shit for me is therapeutic and it's almost healing. It is. Um, And I think in being so honest with the things that you said you're going to talk about, it must have been a not cathartic healing. Yeah, very cathartic and healing. It brings a sense of closure and it's like, (coughs) I can only imagine for someone who lives in the public eye, sometimes you must feel like everything that you tell is out there, but there's still so much unsaid. Oh, for sure. That you don't want people to get their hands on before you do it how you want to. Exactly. Listen, there's things in there my mother didn't know. There's things in there I had to tell my son, I don't want you to have a freak out when you read this. Um, you know, that he was crying. He was so heartbroken. My mother called me up, why, did, why didn't you tell me this? I mean, she just read the manuscript. You know, there's things that no one knew until I said it, things that I had blocked out. Uh, my best friend from childhood, who I did so many shenanigans with, I'm not going to say her real name, uh, in the book, she's Katie Maloney, and I call her Stubbs, and we had such 
crazy things. And she just sent me pictures of us at the limelight when we were 16. And I talk All right about now. That. And the shit that we did when we would go to the limelight and I would steal my mother's car and go into the city and go home with guys who were much older than us. And, you know, on the Upper East Side, sick shit I did. And she goes, look at these pictures I found of us at the limelight. I mean, it is so, the life that I was so great. But to me, I had no idea how crazy and dangerous it was. No. But I said, it was so, you know, I said, oh, it was so great. I mean, you know, the only thing that could bad that could happen to you then was you'd get like BD or pregnant. It was all curable. Yeah. I mean, you look, <laughs> ba- you look back on things years later and you're like, what? Like I, in my autobiography, I said that, um, when I was living, I lived in Arizona before I moved here. Very small town, white, Christian, conservative. Like, clearly this didn't fit in well. No, yes, and I did. I had a, like, social media presence back in my space. And this man from New York was talking to me. I told my parents I was going to my friend's house and flew across the country. I know, could you imagine? Yeah. And crazy. then I, I, look back, I look back at this and I'm like, what? <laughs> I mean, were you catfished? No, I mean, we had a lovely time. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The shit that I used to do, my mother would be sleeping and I'd roll the car down the driveway. Without turning it on. Without turning it on or don't turn on the lights, roll the car down the driveway, she'd be sleeping. I'd be wearing like, I mean, the picture of me, I crazy with a cigarette in my hand to look cool. And limelight, you didn't get proofed. Drinking age then was only 18 also. Uh, I would stand outside the limelight dressed like the biggest slut, but that's what they wanted. Young, nubile girls. They'd pick you out of the crowd. I always thought my friends, Stubbs and I were the cutest things. We'd always get picked out of the crowd. We'd go in, I'd be dancing all night, people doing drugs. It was amazing. It's, I mean, coming here at 17, I started working in nightlife immediately. And when Limelight reopened as Avalon, that was my first big club night. My first like, Really big one was I was the final night of the Roxy I worked. And I remember being like, what is this place? This is heaven. There's muscly men everywhere. Everyone's just doing drugs and drinking and everyone's having a good time. I know it was just, but you know, when I think back, oh my God, I can't believe like I wasn't raped and found in like an alleyway. Just dead. (laughs) Yes, just dead. I mean, the craziest shit that we did. And we talk about it. My, My best childhood friend, she was here the other day. The, it's the funny thing is people don't realize I have such great relationships and such great memories. I'm still friends with my friends from kindergarten. My, the people I went to high school with, I'm still extremely close to the two of my best friends. I mean, I see them all the time. You know, I know them since I'm 12 years old, the first person I ever had sex with, I still talk to constantly. He was at my wedding when I got married to Jim. Yes. It's all, it's all in there. It's all, all the juice, oh, everything wait. people don't know. That's what I was like. I'm not writing a book. People don't need to read about me on Housewives. You've watched it. You've lived it. Everybody needs to know what you don't know. Yes. <laughs> you know I mean, what that's I, what I look for in a book. So I am a hundred percent. And what is the name of it? And when is it coming out? Yes, Caviar Dreams, Tuna Fish Budget. It's on pre-order right now, everywhere. Um, and, he, and it's coming out on April 13th. I love, I love it. First of all, because Thank that you. is my life. I believe caviar dreams and like canned tuna fish budget. Is yeah, I, that's the same thing. That's exactly, <laughs> that's, and by the way, that's the way. If you don't dream, you don't have. You yeah. Don't, you don't I mean, live. That's where I'm at currently is the tuna fish dreams. Um, I'm just going to ask you one more thing and then okay. I, you know, it's, it's nighttime and I don't want to occupy your no, home. No, it's night. okay. It's okay. Um, let's see. Um, are the women 
on this show accurately portrayed, would you say? Or because a lot of people are always like producing, editing. Do you think this is an accurate portrayal? Yes. Yes, I, I do. I feel that with your with I your cast. I absolutely do. And none of the girls have a producer credit for New Jersey, right? No. No. See, that's when girls have producer credits, I'm like who has producer credits on other shows? Doesn't Candy have a producer credit for Does she? Atlanta? Oh, I don't know. I and I fe- I feel like Bethany had something for New York. I mean No, none of us none of us have producer credits. I think everybody portrayed is portrayed accurately. I, feel, I always say, if you look, if you act like an asshole, you look like an asshole. Hello. And and my final question is, who did your hair the day that Danielle tried to rip it off? Because that ponytail. <laughs> I always like say Julius, but Julius didn't do my hair that day. Jamal. This other, you know, Jamal who does Jackie's hair back to, to the backup pony. And that was in tight. That ponytail said, not today. You want to hear something really funny? I'm wearing the pants that I wore that day. <laughs> yeah. I have them on. They're very, they're casual. That day I wore them with heels, so I'm wearing them with sneakers. Perfect. I, I still wear them, but it's okay. Well, I'm glad everything's okay. I'm glad that sh- Danielle is no longer a part of this, although I feel like this season is going to have just as much spice if it's oh, any, without a doubt. If Great it's spice. as good as in these previews. It is. <laughs> It is. (laughs) And, you know, I have to say, thank you so much for always being interactive on social media. Not just with me. You see that you're interactive with everyone. You do, like, question and answer and things. And I think that that's just... We're all locked up inside currently. Yes. I think this is... a. There's no time better than now for people in reality shows and kind of, like, you know, not... I'm not talking, like, Meryl Streep needs to be doing this, but, like, people who are (laughs) in the in the light and this is the perfect time to engage with your fans and you know you see the girls that do it and the people that don't and it never feels pushed for you it always just feels like i I said it's authentic listen i love it the best part and i do say it also being it's like meeting the people people who are interested in everything else and i i love it i think it's hysterical joe's like you can't invite more people over you have to calm down (laughs) yeah and i'm like all right Well, sorry, Joe, I'm coming. You can come over. I lived in Mayapak. I used to go to White Plains all the time. The White Plains Bloomingdale's. I I worked there. We talk about that in the book too. Oh, listen, getting my hands on it and then I'll know everything. Okay, deal. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to shut this recording off because- Thank you. We got other tea to spill. Yes, and sorry, everyone. It's not for you. (laughs) It's private. Thank you very much. And I look forward to reading your book. And I'll probably listen to the audio too, because you are a great storyteller. Yeah, I recorded it myself. And I think it'll be, yeah, the audio version will be good. Perfect.